Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. I hope you're having a great day. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. And today's podcast is presented to you by Superbook Sports Colorado. A ton to get to today. Cannot freaking wait. Although I'm a little chilly and my nipples are a little hard from the cool air. (laughs) I love it because you're sitting here going, Didn't think it'd get that dirty that quick, but you're welcome. You are very welcome. Like I said, a lot to get to today. You know what? Let's just cut the shit. Let's get into those headlines. Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. (laughs) Well, this is an interesting stance, and I kind of appreciate it. Pornhub. Pornhub. You guys know. Well, uh, I've heard of it. Yeah, I've heard of porn, porn slub. Is that what it is? No, no, no. It's porn hub. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Your wife's not in the car. Your girlfriend's not in the car. You can admit it. You know what porn hub is? Jesus Christ. Anyway, the the uh, extremely large uh, pornographic website (laughs) is making a stance in Utah and Every time you go to their website, if you live in Utah, you're going to see this video with a porn actress explaining why you can't access actual porn from their site. Hi, I'm Sharita Bell. As you may know, your elected officials have required us to verify your age before granting you access to our website. While safety and compliance are at the forefront of our mission, giving your ID card every time you want to visit an adult platform is not the most effective solution for protecting our users. And in fact, will put children and your privacy at risk. In addition, mandating age verification without proper enforcement gives platforms the opportunity to choose whether or not to comply. As we've seen in other states, this just drives traffic to sites with far fewer safety measures in place. Very few sites are able to compare to the robust trust and safety measures we currently have in place. In order to protect children and user privacy, any legislation must be enforced against all platforms offering adult content. The safety of our users is one of our biggest concerns. However, the best and most effective solution for protecting children and adults alike, is to identify users by their device and allow access to age-restricted materials and websites based on that identification. Until a real solution is offered, we've made the difficult decision to completely disable access to our website in your region. Please contact your representatives and demand device-based verification solutions that make the internet safer while also respecting your privacy. I... I respect the shit out of Pornhub for doing that because, yes, they have an industry that is frowned upon in a lot of circles. And we've talked about that before. <laughs> Sex work is real work. And on the next episode of Duff Uncensored. Duff, what's going on? Well, all I know, guys, is sex work is real work. Come on down. Anyway, good for them for taking a stance on this. And they're basically telling like 3 million potential visitors to their site to say, listen, you can't visit us because we don't think it's safe for you to do this. 
could you imagine every time that you logged into a site that you had to give your driver's license? I No, fuck that. I'm not going to that website. Here's the thing. I know a lot of people get upset, be like, the government's tracking us. I don't need to, you know, give them my ID to, so I can uh, watch porn. Listen, if the government wants to track you, they're going to track you, i.e., you got a cell phone, right? <laughs> they can track you. But that being said, it's just as bad if you want to go to any miscellaneous website and be like, you got to verify you are who you are and you're as old as you say you are by giving proof of your identification and God knows what they end up using with that information. Now, that being said, porn is easily accessible to anybody out there that has a device in front of them. Uh, are you over 21? Sure. <laughs> How's that working for all you teenagers out there exploring your body? I got a lot of changes going on, Pop. What's going on? It seems like every time I think about the teacher, my little wiener gets hard. Well, that's where Pornhub can help you out, son. Anyway, so anybody, I don't know why I went down that rabbit hole. I literally veered off the road and was just like driving through the rocks and be like, <laughs> and then got back on the road. Anyway, so it's pretty disturbing to think that, like, could you imagine if you had to do that right now? You, you're you having the urge. You want to, you know, explore yourself. You're like, let me go to a website. And you go to the website, and they're like, we won't allow access to this unless you get your driver's license and, and whatever. Take a picture of it and send it to us or some shit, whatever it is, or enter in your number. No, fuck that. I'm not going to do that. Could you imagine that? That'd be that'd be very cringe. And it, it kind of, let's be honest, loses the spark. <laughs> be like, I don't have the urge anymore. Let's go find the old Sears catalog. <laughs> That's what this is going to drive people in Utah to do if shit doesn't get changed out there. Is people are just going to start masturbating to just miscellaneous, uh, you know, things. Like going old school. Like back in the day. Like, I joke around with it, but like Sears catalogs. Do they even have Sears catalogs? You're going to start perusing the 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 magazine aisle at, uh, what's it called, at like the grocery stores and stuff. You'd be like, that's close enough, I guess. Good housekeeping. Yes. Uh, look at that end table and the lady watering the flowers. Oh, my God. There we go. All right. Also, you also are going to have the people that are just going to climax while watching that video of this lady who I thought did an amazing job. I got to be honest, for a porn actress, she knocked it out of the park. I was expecting to be like, hi, I'm Candy. And <laughs> if you want to see people getting anal fucked and like double dipped, yeah, go talk to your congressperson. <laughs> no, God, sorry, I shouldn't have done that last part. But anyway, uh, she did a. I thought she did a, a bang up job uh, doing that. She sounded really good, really professional. So I, I, I was not expecting her to sound great and very um, put together. Listen, you've seen porn. They're not the best actors and actresses. I'm not way out of line on that one. Oh, you've never watched porn? Oh, look at you. Well, there's a lot of people I know that probably haven't watched porn, and that's okay. But let me just fill it, fill in the gaps for those people. 
the the actors in those are shit. They're shit. <laughs> Somebody order a pizza? Got extra sausage? Oh yeah. Next thing you know, banging's going on. That's right. This is a very sad time for the people of Utah. You uh you you're not going to be able to bang yourself if you uh want to watch Pornhub. But that being said, I could go out there and bang the shit out of your mother. <laughs> Thanks, Connery. Really a treat to have you join the podcast. What the fuck, Connery? <laughs> oh yeah, so many guys probably are just gonna pa- hit pause or turn down the volume on that video that automatically plays in Utah, <laughs> and they're just be like, "This is good enough." It's good enough. It's good enough. Secret nuclear sub plans were found in a toilet cubicle in Weatherspoon's pub. At a Weatherspoon's pub. Excuse me. That's somewhere else. Not in the United States. But these motherfuckers were like, let's go get drunk and let's just study some nuclear uh, sub plans (laughs) while I'm taking a dump. The files showed the inner workings of a torpedo-loaded vessel. Key details on HMS Anson's hydraulics, which control torpedo hatches, steering, and buoyancy. That was all in the dossier. So it was found uh, at the pub with a Royal Navy lanyard attached to it, basically. The source said the pub was packed when the papers marked official sensitive were found on Saturday night. I get it. You want to be studying your your job and your and whatnot, but you don't take it to a pub. In fact, former sub captain commander Ryan Ramsey said it looks like someone has taken the pages off the boat to study. They are part of a book that cover all systems on the sub. When they do their basic submarine qualification, they have to walk round the boat to demonstrate that they know all the systems. It is a good it is good to see their commitment to training, but the pub is probably the wrong place. I get it. That's a lot of shit to study. I can only imagine what you you folks on subs and just any military information that you guys have to to cram inside your your fucking brains. It's insane. And and just looking at submarines and, and just in aircraft carriers in general, just just those themselves have a massive amount. Plus, you throw in the other areas like aircraft and, and whatnot. So it, it's just a lot. And I imagine it was just an honest mistake. But you got to wonder how often does this happen? How often do people they're they're trying to study for all these things, important things, and then they accidentally leave them. You might, We might never hear about it. This one obviously is public because somebody found it, and it's the day and age we live in now where you know news travels so fast, and stupid podcasters like me are the ones that like giving it more legs. But how many times in the past has that happened where somebody loses sensitive documents and the wrong people find it or... It just ends up getting thrown away or nobody talks about it. It gets returned and nobody talks about it. Probably a lot more than we realize. Fucking wild. (laughs) So wild. Oh, my God. I know talking to uh, some people that I know that used to be in the Navy and they were pilots. It's just insane the amount of shit that you have to know 
just about um, like this individual I know. He, he was a former helicopter ply, pilot in the Navy, and just I mean, I, I I've seen like pictures and videos of the inside of a naval helicopter, and I couldn't tell you which one, but it's just like, oh my God, that's a lot. That's a lot. And and I think I've told you the story of God, there, the video somewhere online. And it's me doing, uh, I was filling in as a talent for this, this helicopter flight thing that you can do uh, in Broomfield. And I don't know if they still do it, but it was at the Rocky Mountain Airport in Broomfield. And Mike Evans of the fan was supposed to do it, but he had something come up and he wasn't able to fulfill the commitment of doing a video and flying in this helicopter. So they called me at the last second. They're like, can you be there in like 30 minutes? Now at the time, didn't have kids and I didn't have to be to work until later in the day. So I'm like, heck yeah, I'll go do it. So I show up and it's not obviously a military helicopter. It's just an, a classic two seater. Actually, no, there's, there's room for four people but it's really small. It's definitely not anything that you're going to do anything crazy with. A stereotypical, not over expensive helicopter in comparison to the other ones. But anyway, so they show me how it works. I got to sit up front with the instructor. We take off. I ended up actually being able to fly around Broomfield in Westminster where he's just like, okay, Scott, you're in full control. What I want you to do is bank left and blah, blah, blah. So I did that. It was really fucking cool. It's very nerve-wracking. I hate heights. But for whatever reason, when I'm up there, I didn't feel scared at all, which is bizarre because I could have just fallen out of the fucking sky. <laughs> and Or when he gives me controls, I could have just been like, wee! <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit! It's upside down. That ain't supposed to happen in a helicopter. But that was a lot of fun. A little nerve-wracking when I got closer to the ground, and we were about, I don't know, 5 to 10 feet off the runway. And the guy's like, okay, what I want you to do is we're going to start spinning. And he had me do that, so we're kind of spinning around or rotating around. And there's like three or four different things that that do you got lift and you got spinning the back end. I don't know what the terms are, but anyway, he's like, so what I want you to do, Scott is we're going to move forward, but I want you to spin the helicopter round and round and round. It's amazing what helicopters can do. And he's like, let's do that. And we'll go all the way down there and then maybe come back. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> like I did all this other shit, but I'm way up there. And I figured there's more opportunity if I screw up where the guy could have uh, corrected my mistake. I'm roughly five to 10 feet off the ground and he's wanting me to spin the helicopter round and round and round. And then also at the exact same time, move in one direction. If that makes sense. And I'm like, no, not going to do it. He's like, come on, you're, you're doing fine. He's like, you're doing really well. And I'm like, no, don't trust myself. Uh, I will I will have like a spasm and just like twitch. And then next thing you know, the everything just goes to the ground and there's a big explosion. That's what's going to happen. 
So he just laughed at me, and he's like, you're a fucking pussy. He didn't say that, but I know he felt it. He wanted to. But that was a that was a great experience. But then when I look at the what I'm saying, why I brought that up is the gauges inside of that in comparison to military grade is just mind-blowingly different. It's still confusing, but when you look at a military grade, you're just like, holy shit, there's a lot going on here. And don't mind the the skills that you have to have in order to be a pilot, let alone to be a military pilot is insane. So going back to the original story about somebody losing their they're essentially the textbook or the the I guess it would be a, a kind of a, like a boat study book. The fact that they lost that there's a lot of potential damage that that could have caused if it got in the wrong hands. But that being said, it wasn't technically from what I read wasn't officially top secret but it was just below top secret. So there might have been some things in there that could have been used against, uh, say, that the the Royal Navy if it fell into the wrong hands, let's say the Russians or something like that. So if you're going to be studying stuff that's somewhat sensitive, don't take it to the pub. Don't. I remember the first Super Bowl I covered was in New Orleans, and I'm there with the the guys over at 104.3 The Fan, including Peter Burns, who's on ESPN now, amazing talent. And uh, he used to work with us at The Fan. Anyway, I'm down there with people like, say, uh, Alfred Williams, who was just on the podcast the other day, as well as DMAC, his former co-host. And I remember DMAC, we're at this this bar, and there's a band up up there playing. And then at one point, DMAC gets up there and starts playing The Spoons, it's that thing that's on your chest so you can play spoons and whatever. I don't know. Anyway, DMAC's a very talented individual. Whether you like him or not, he he's very talented, very intelligent, but he he's a great musician as well. And he goes up there, does his thing. Next thing I know, he comes and sits down next to us, and he's flipping out because he had left his iPhone in the bathroom charging at this bar in the middle of New Orleans, and I believe it was Super Bowl week and Mardi Gras week mixed. I believe I'm right on that one. I can't recall fully if it was Mardi Gras week. But anyway, he does that, and he charges it in a public bathroom, and then he freaks out. He's like, why the hell would somebody steal it? Because it's a free phone. And then the rest of the night, it seemed like he was using my phone to text this guy that stole his phone, <laughs> it was so bizarre. So bizarre. I don't believe he got his phone back. I don't. But it was it was a great story. It was funny. It's like classic DMAC. But you know what he did? He's just, at one point, he's just like, fuck it. I, there's nothing I can do about it. Let's continue to have the good time. And he did. We lost track of DMAC. We ended up going to another bar, another jazz bar, which was fucking amazing. You're in New Orleans. If you can go to a jazz bar, you're going to, you're going to walk away feeling good. And it, it was a really neat experience that I can say that I had. So it was fun. But, yeah, we lost DMAC. It didn't see him till the next day. And still, I don't believe he ever got his cell phone back. <laughs> Speaking of crazy, you guys remember the monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story that was a huge success on Netflix? Well, I didn't, I didn't by the way, I didn't even finish that series or that that season of monster because 
I mean, I get it. He's fucked up is just a little bit too disgusting to me, a little bit too real for me to watch. I'm not a huge fan of watching murder stories just because I guess I live in reality. I know that that shit can happen to anybody. As somebody that has lost a best friend back when I was like 21 years old, my best friend Bryce was murdered by some dickhead that was jealous of him. And, uh, you know, he was murdered at a Safeway in Washington. Fucking horrific story. Those things are just disgusting to me. And the fact that so many people like watching these is is kind of troubling to me. But then I also get it. I do. Because my wife's one of them. I have to get it. <laughs> I'm also scared for my life. Let's be honest. So going back to the story is... The Jeffrey Dahmer story was huge for Netflix. Huge. Now, the second season of Monsters coming out, and obviously they have to change the subject. It's not going to be Jeffrey Dahmer continued. They're done with that. Apparently, according to The Hollywood Reporter, the second installment is going to focus on Lyle and Eric Menendez, the brothers who were convicted of murdering their parents in their Beverly Hills home back in 1989. So you murder nerds out there that love to see carnage and disgusting shit like that, hey, it's coming. You're going to get another one. And I want to say that's going to start in near the end of this year or early next year, 2024. So be ready for that. That's going to be interesting. I will say I remember when that, shit happened because 1989 I was right around nine years old when when that story broke had no idea what the fuck it really was I mean like nine ten years old so it just it didn't fully compute of the disgusting nature of what everything that happened in that so it would be kind of fascinating in a sense as somebody that quote-unquote lived through that era to see more information about it. But that being said, it's still disgusting to me. I, I just have a hard time watching those. And, and it's just bizarre to me. So many people love talking about that. And what's fun, I say funny, like some of the top podcasts out there are ones that talk about murder. Uh, what is that one? My Favorite Murder. And those ladies do an amazing job. They're pretty freaking hilarious. But they'll sit there and they'll talk about all these murders. But they also have side conversation. They have good banter back and forth with each other. And they're just good and funny. But that being said, what they're talking about is horrific. Like individuals being slaughtered and, and, and attacked and all this stuff. It's just like, oh, God. But that's what sells. That's what sells. Here I am trying to be funny. Am I, though? Am I? But anyway, like, <laughs> like everybody wants carnage. It's, like, disgusting. Like, tell me how they disemboweled the guy. That's great. Oh, wow. It's fantastic. <laughs> Even my favorite podcast, my favorite podcaster is a guy named Mr. Ballin, or his, his actual name is John Ballin. And when I first started listening to him, he was really good about throwing in he does Strange, Dark, and Mysterious. That's his thing. But it's more of gotten into lately where he just does dark, and it's not necessarily mysterious. It, it used to be where he would do these unexplainable stories, maybe some supernatural, paranormal-type stuff, 
And it was really interesting. And he'd do a lot of stuff from around the world. And, and he's an amazing storyteller. But now it's just, I would bet money on his next episode is going to revolve around murder. And in those, because there's so many of them. And it's also what really sells more so than paranormal stuff. Paranormal is great and all, but it's not as hard or as big of a sell as, as the murder. And, and it's just, it's, it's kind of gross, but that you got to go with what sells. I can't do that. I just don't want to talk about that shit. It's disgusting. But if you're into it, look forward to the new monster season two with the Menendez brothers. So that's going to be interesting. And I'm slightly intrigued, but I, I think just like the Dahmer one, I'm not going to be able to finish it. I'm not going to be able to. Excuse me. Got some more craziness coming your way. But first, baseball's back. Hockey and hoops, they're in the playoffs. So make it all count this spring with Superbook Sports. Superbook Sports Colorado is the best wagering app around with a direct line to experienced bookmakers behind the counter in Las Vegas. Plus, get a $250 bonus when you sign up, deposit, and wager in the same day. Don't let spring pass you by without winning money with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. And if you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. This is kind of frightening. A semi-crashed in Florida and released... One million bees on the roadway. Bees! Bees! Bees in the car! Bees everywhere! God, they're huge! They're ripping my flesh off! Son, uh, roll around! Can you hear me? Roll around on the ground! Forget that! I'm starting to swell up! Save yourself! Don't be the hero! Frank, I'm allergic to bees. Me too. They're huge and they're staying crazy. We'll, we'll come back later and check on you. Get a walk. Save yourself. Your firearms are useless against them. That's my favorite part. Your firearms are useless against them. I uh, gotta love Tommy Boy. Yes, the highway was partially closed and beekeepers were summoned to, to the scene to collect the insects. I just thought that was funny that they used the word summoned. We summon you, beekeeper. Now collect all the bees or you will die. <laughs> anyway, he collected all the bees by 7.30. It happened at, say, like 3.30 in the morning. So that's pretty good work for the beekeeper. Amazing that they're able to collect the, I'm, I'm guessing, the overwhelming majority of the bees that were released. And I imagine that goes with finding the queen bee and all that shit. I don't know. I'm not a beekeeper. I'm just guessing based off the shit I've seen on TV. I don't know. I don't know. But it's impressive that they can do that. I think that would be an interesting job, being a beekeeper. I kind of want to find somebody that's a beekeeper, and maybe Kip and I do that for a video. We find out the, like a Colorado beekeeper and find out how they do their shit. I think that's an interesting job. And I love honey. I got to be honest. I love honey. What's good is if you're out of creamer or you're running low on coffee creamer, assuming you don't just drink it black, but you could add this to it with black coffee, is just add some honey. And I honestly don't use sugar, but I, that being said, I use I use creamer, so it's, there's plenty of sugar in that. But if you want to kind of minimize the amount of sugar you're intaking, is add some honey to it. Even if you just, like I said, I call it a honey black. 
and I'm sure there's there's another name for it out there in the coffee snob world. But if you want to be somewhat healthy but have some sweetness to your coffee, do black coffee and then add some honey to it. I call it a honey black, and it's fucking delicious. I should drink that more often than adding creamer. I'd probably be a lot trimmer, but I don't. <laughs> I don't. Don't believe in it. Just joking. <laughs> but it is good. Got You got to try it if you haven't done it. I know some people that if they're running low on creamer, that they add like butter to that. And that's that's kind of disgusting. What did I what did I try that one time? It did mayonnaise. Mayonnaise was oddly kind of good. I wouldn't recommend it. Not healthy for you, but it was pretty good. Pretty good. A video is going viral. After Minnesota Republican Senator Calvin Barr of East Bethel was doing a a vote via Zoom on Monday. And so obviously he's at home. And keep in mind, he's a truck driver. And he worked until 4.45 a.m., then went to bed before the meeting and then woke up real quick to, to make his vote. The problem is, is like he's like shirtless and laying in bed <laughs> and he's like on video and he's like, yeah, I vote for this. <laughs> I just think it's funny. Then he realized what he was doing. Then he quickly turned off the, the camera <laughs> just showing his name. I think that's hilarious. And, and the video uh, they had to shut off all the comments on the video on YouTube because it was just going crazy with so many people commenting on it. <laughs> uh, it's just funny. Hey, you know what? He was working his ass off until 4.45 in the morning, woke up for a fucking meeting, and, hey, maybe a little titty hangs out, get an extra vote from somebody else. <laughs> Could you imagine? He's like, oh, I'm sorry, folks. That's just my nipple. <laughs> what if you had big old, like, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. God damn it. In my head, it's just like, you know, you're assuming he has normal sized nipples. What if he had like huge giant, uh, <laughs> he has like giant, like silver dollar nipples or even bigger. <laughs> like, holy shit. Is that a, like a dinner plate? <laughs> They're like, Morphing together, the two nipples, the areolas. <laughs> what the fuck? It's crazy. <laughs> Sorry, that's the shit that pops in my head, and I have problems. I probably should see somebody for it. <laughs> but I'm not gonna. I ain't gonna. Nobody can fix me. There ain't nothing wrong with me. Guys, ladies, if you're driving downtown Denver, be ready. The city of Denver said the default speed limit on local streets has been slowed from 25 miles per hour to 20 miles per hour, unless otherwise posted. The reduction applies to Denver local streets, primarily the roads with no stripes that go through residential blocks, according to the city of Denver. Wherever speed limit signs are not posted, the default speed limit in Denver will be now 20 miles per hour. Be prepared. Don't be going 25. That being said, I like that they're doing that. Just slow people down. That being said, most people won't. They won't. Approximately 
2,000 of the new 20-mile-per-hour signs will be as installed across Denver, according to De uh, Denver's Department of Transportation and Infrastructure. Dottie said that the removal of existing signs and placement of new signs will take upward of a few years to complete. Where When I saw that written on 9 News, I said, or, or, maybe, maybe, uh, with a little hustle, it could be done in a few weeks. Okay? That's all I'm saying. Two years seems a little ridiculous. I, I would assume that if everybody, you know, put in some effort, they could get that done. Now, I'm sure there's a lot of bullshit that goes on. One, you got to get the signs made and, and whatever and figure out where they're all at, which you'd think somebody would have a list. But a few years to complete that, that seems a little ridiculous. If you work for the city of Denver and you want to spill the beans on why this would take so fucking long, let me know. Anonymously is fine. I don't mind. DeHuffUncensored at gmail.com. Two years. A few years seems ridiculous. One year seems ridiculous. A couple months? Okay. I can live with that. A couple of years? I can't. Can't. Seems like a bunch of bullshit. Seems like a bunch of bullshit. Speaking of bullshit, the amount of followers I have on Instagram is like hardly any. <laughs> but the reason I bring that up is Mile High Sports tweeted out, Broncos QB Russell Wilson is the third biggest social media influencer in the NFL currently with over 5 million Instagram followers per a recent study. In March 2022, the month he signed with the Broncos, Russell Wilson gained over 100,000 followers. Now, Russell is behind only OBJ and Patrick Mahomes. So that's kind of cool. Good for Russell. Now, that being said, he doesn't really post anything that's really crazy or anything like that. So he's not an over-poster like some people out there. Like me, I'm kind of an over-poster. But I'm trying to get like something to get traction on Instagram. And it's fucking annoying. And I tweeted back at Mile High Sports to something of the effect of the fact that I have jack shit for followers on Instagram means that I either need to become a professional athlete or start showing a little more skin. And then they, of course, definitely go with more skin, something like that. So, yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have to slut it up for my Instagram, see if I can uh, get some more followers. <laughs> uh, let's, ladies, let's be honest. You could just post one picture of yourself that shows that you have breasts and then you'll get like a thousand followers immediately. I could post anything, anything. Great content. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I'll still have like 300 followers. That's it. So I need to just change my identity and just post pictures of just random women. And then all of a sudden next, I swear to fucking God, if I did this, Ladies, send me some. <laughs> that sounds awful. Send me some pictures. <laughs> I'll post them on my Instagram. <laughs> anyway, you do that. Next thing you know, I'd have like a million followers. It's ridiculous. And I feel I've talked to some ladies that do really well on social media, especially on Instagram. And I've asked them, and maybe I'll have one of them on one of these days because they they they've told me stuff 
off the record. They're like, guys are so disgusting. <laughs> they're like, they're the ones that are the majority that follow them. And every time they post, it's nothing really about what they're talking about. It's all sexual in nature. And I've given some advice to people that I used to work with. And I said, listen, if you want to get bigger on social media, you got to embrace what you are and you got to embrace who's going to follow you. And you don't need to go total slut and like have your boobs hanging out. But you need to every every now and then show a picture of you just having fun and, you know, maybe sluttered up a little. Right. And I know that that's kind of like, oh, my God, Scott, that's horrible. No, I'm not saying that you need to be a slut. I'm just saying that you show a little bit of curvage every now and then, like once a year, guys will eat it all up and they will follow you. Right. That's it. It's disgusting, but it's a way you can make money nowadays. Dude, there's OnlyFans. There's a shit like that. I'm not saying you have to do that. You can make money, ladies, off of Instagram being an influencer, just showing basic curvage. It's fucking annoying. <laughs> it's so annoying. I can't do that. If I start showing like shots of just my crotch, <laughs> like I'll, just, I'll lose listeners and followers. That's not going to happen. Nobody's going to want to see that. Let's live in reality, guys and ladies. Sex sells. It does. I know we don't want it to, but let's cut the bullshit. Cut the shit, man. The reality is sex sells, especially on social media. So if you got it, flaunt it if you want it, okay? Think back to some of the episodes we've done on, on this show. Look at that lady that was selling her farts in the jar. Why do you think that that was successful for her until she was told to stop by her doctors? Why do you think that was successful? Because guys are sick perverts. Because they were getting off on smelling her farts. So disgusting. So disgusting. And it was her who was an attractive person on social media saying how she basically stuck her ass on this jar and was farting into it it's because guys are perverts there's no other way to look at it guys are perverts and ladies i don't hold that against you if you want to make a living off of it and exploit our our stupidity when it comes to sex we just go numb when it comes to sex and if you can exploit that and make money off of it good for you now, that being said, it annoys the fuck out of me because it's like, I got nothing to sell. Just my stupid personality. That doesn't work. <laughs> that doesn't work very well. If I had boobs, <laughs> oh, man, I'd be showing them off right and left. Be like, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Look at these suckers. <laughs> what all? Huh, I can't do that. I can't do that. Not this day and age, but I was going to. I was, I was thinking to myself, I could take like Elizabeth Hurley. Oh. Elizabeth Hurley, who's still attractive and she's in her 50s. If I just put my, my head on her body, I mean, I'd get some automatic follows from that, right? <laughs> right? Probably. Anyway. <laughs> it is what it is. But that's the truth. That's the truth is that sex sells in... There's nothing wrong with exploiting that. 
And again, sex work is real work. Okay? Boom. Full circle. <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention this. Sorry, DeMarcus, for clustering you in with this conversation. DeMarcus Ware, former Denver Bronco, former Dallas Cowboy. He's going to sing the national anthem at the Hall of Fame preseason game in Canton this year. I had no idea DeMarcus Ware was an accomplished musician. He plays in a band, I believe, called Mirage. Good for him. Good for him. Can't wait to see that. Unless it sucks. Then I'm going to be like, yeah, I wish I wouldn't have. Wish I wouldn't have seen it, DeMarcus. No, that's cool. I can't, I can't wait to see that. It's kind of a neat thing. Good for him. I like to see athletes that do other things other than do broadcasting. And there's nothing wrong with that, Schlereth. <laughs> sure, you can sling chili in and talk about football. But can you sing? Hmm? Can you? No, sir. I've heard you sing. Sounds like shit. Sounds like sounds like a squirrel getting uh, just put down the garbage disposal. It's horrific. Horrific, Mark. Anyway, so congratulations. <laughs> He's not that bad. Anyway, he sings to me every time, uh, you know, we, we travel together. Scott, I know you're going to sleep. Kisses me on the neck, then I'm out like a light. Anyway, so congratulations to DeMarcus Ware. That'll be kind of a neat thing that to to look forward to so he wrote about it in the players tribune so you can find that online so really cool really cool i love that like i said i like to see where athletes once they retire they move on to something other than the sport because it's it makes them more real and more relatable now i'm not a musician but i look at my son who is starting a garage band he's 10 years old him and his buddy Zach and, and some of his other classmates, they're, they're starting to play music. The other day when I came to pick up my son from school, him and his buddy Zach were out front. My son had his electric guitar with his amp, and Zach had his acoustic, and they're playing in front of a, a small group of kids right out front. I thought that was fucking cool until one of the kids threw money at my son. He's all, there you go. That was really good. I'm like, you can't give him money so fucking weird <laughs> he gave him like two bucks like dude okay i don't know why i tried to uh cock block my son from getting money i guess or money blocked my son from getting from that but it, i'm like dude keep keep your money <laughs> and then you would think that my son with somebody giving him money to play music which my son a son knows smoke on the water that's it that's it for the most part and you'd think that he would be practicing more. Be like, shit, people gave me two bucks. Imagine if I got more money. Let's play some more music. But he hasn't yet. He hasn't yet. So eventually when, when he realizes that ladies love a guy that can play guitar or whatever, then he's going to just melt and fall into, I got to play, play really well. Chicks dig a guy that can play guitar. There you go. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening. Hopefully you laughed a little bit in this episode. I'm a little fucking odd today. That's okay. We're all odd sometimes. But let's cut the bullshit on some of this. Is that going to be the title of this episode? Let's cut the BS. Cut the BS. How about that? I'm trying to change up how I do titles for my uh, my episodes. So, like, I think a couple 
episodes ago was I, I we can all be idiots or some shit like that. I don't know because we all can be idiots, but we can all cut the bullshit on stuff. But anyway, thanks so much for listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. And if you could go ahead and set it up so it auto downloads, that way you don't miss any episodes. And while you're traveling, you're not going to get, uh, you know, any hiccups during the episode. Pretty easy stuff to do. And it doesn't take up very much space at all on your phone. All right. Thank you guys so much. Thanks so much to Superbook Sports Colorado. Have a great day and let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.